Hey y'all, it is I, Raquilla Dene of RaquillaDene.com, military spouse, homeschooling mom, communication stylist, and encouragement extraordinaire. I want to talk to y'all about something that has been coming up quite a bit in my conversations with my people. The word deserve. Mm. Get comfy. Get your blanket. Let's have this talk. Now, I struggle with that word in relation to myself. And it's kind of a twofold situation. On the one hand, you know, God gives us his unmerited grace, favor, long suffering, and every precious promise, and we don't deserve them because I don't know about you, but I am a hooligan. Oh, he knows my heart. So even when I am doing the right things, he knows that thought I didn't speak. He knows that feeling deep down that I haven't expressed. He knows what's on my mind. Sometimes it's not always the thing that's like his son. You know what I'm saying? And then on the other hand, the concept of deserving is so tied to worthiness for me. And that's an area that I've really struggled with. I mean, when I sit and think about it most of my life, it came in different ways. You know, as kids, our parents are like, you don't need that. You just want it. And somewhere down the line, I started to associate wanting something as being bad. Well, I don't need it. So it's no, no big deal. And then, you know, I became an adult. I got into the world. I was working and I bought myself whatever I wanted when I wanted as many times as I wanted. And then I became a stay at home mom. Now, even in the 10, almost 10 years that I've been a mother, I have always had at least a part time job of some sort. You know, I've been a college professor here for about nine and a half years. And so there's always been a W-2 with my name on it. But the majority of the income that came into our home was not attached to a direct deposit with my name on it. It was not attached to my 40 hours a week worth of work or my efforts. And so my view of my worthiness began to shrink. Now, I'm probably not just talking to myself. And I'm going to be honest, you know, I know so many people and so many of my close friends are like, but girl, that's y'all's money. Y'all earn that together. And that is very much true. But it goes back to that feeling I had as a child. And mom guilt is a thing. Am I doing enough for my children? Do they have what they need? Do they have? I don't believe in indulging my children in everything that they want. But I am very big on exposure and giving them the opportunities to see and experience the world beyond just material things. But that also requires a certain level of funds. You feel me? So. Why is this a thing? How did this come up? Bed sheets. Y'all, I'm going to tell on myself. My circle, they already know the story, but I wanted new bed sheets. And I'm not real bougie about a lot of things. I just tend to have really good taste. I'm accepting it about myself. I can walk into a thrift store and spot a piece of clothing or a pair of shoes from a mile away. It's just a gift. Thank you, mother. Um, <laughs> but for real, I wanted these bed sheets and I was like, mm, I'm not going to spend that kind of money. Granted, I have not bought sheets in probably years because I have to because I purchase quality items. I'll just put it that way. But it was time for an upgrade. And I was like, you know what? I'll just 
go ahead and get some from Target. Um, they've done well for my girls. Why not? They're cute. And I bought them and the lady rang them up and I was like, Ooh, $55 Ugh, for sheets. Now, granted, I've paid more for sheets in the past, but this is a different season. So in that moment, I was like, Oh my gosh. And I almost put them back. Granted the $55 is the sale price y'all, but I bought the sheets. I bought the sheets knowing that in my heart, they weren't really what I wanted. But if I was going to struggle with paying the 55, then I knew that paying more for what I wanted was going to be harder. So I brought them home and I washed them up and I put them on my bed. Y'all, when I tell you I slept like the princess in the story of the princess and the pea. Oh, honey, there was no sleep to be had. Oh, no. Those sheets felt as rough as my heels in the middle of the summer without a pedicure. Do you hear me? I mean, it was not. I just could not. And I don't even really think it was the sheets, to be totally honest. Because again, I have purchased sheets from Walmart. I have slept in my children's bed when they've had sheets from Big Lots because, I mean, they're kids. And you never know when you might have to throw something away. I don't invest a lot in their beddings. But anywho, I digress. So I was like, you know what? I'm taking them back. I I washed them again. I folded them up. I took them back. And... I was like, you know, I have to pass by TJ Maxx as I leave Target. Now, I already had a particular store in mind that I was going to go to to purchase the sheets that I wanted. But I stopped at TJ Maxx and the price point was less than Target, but the quality felt better. So I bought them. Y'all, I got real good at wasting my own time this particular day because I brought those sheets home. Didn't even take them out of the package. When I unzipped it, because it didn't have the little sensor thing on anymore, and put my hand down in between those sheets, I said, oh, no. I zipped it back up and put the bag right back in the car. And I said, you know, after work, I'm going I'm going to fix this. And my work schedule changed, and I gained about an hour. And I was like, I'm going to fix this now. And I took those sheets back, and I went to the store that I originally had in mind, and I bought the hotel quality 100% cotton sheets I wanted that sateen feeling I mean if you've never invested in quality sheets do it for those of us who have you already know what I'm talking about it just you just slide in between the layers so luxuriously I mean for me nothing beats it but on the way to do all of this I argued with myself do you really deserve this? Does it really, is it really necessary? And my sister, I love her, encouraging me, reminding me of my worthiness. My sisters that God gave me in this life, reminding me of what I deserve. And while I am trying to bask in the glow of all the amazing things that they're saying about me and the way that they are attempting to prop me up, I just keep thinking to myself, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve this. Adults are supposed to work hard. Mothers are supposed to sacrifice and work hard. That doesn't mean that I earned anything. And it was in that moment that I realized how deeply I related the idea of earning with my idea of going to work. Let me talk to my stay-at-home moms for a moment. When you've gone from being financially independent or having a steady stream of income for any particular time, and you relinquish that to care for your family, it's an adjustment. It's hard. Even if you have a supportive partner, 
even if you have open conversations about finances, it's hard because you see, I was raised to do for myself, to not have to ask anybody to do anything for me, to not have to wait for somebody to do something for me, to be in a position to get it while I need it, when I want it. And after mm, close to 10 years, a decade of not being employed full-time, I'll say, because I've always had a job or three, mm, aside from actual parenthood. Like, I realized just how skewed I see the effort that I put in to my family. I see how I undervalue and devalue myself because motherhood doesn't come with a W-2 every January. It doesn't come with a tax deduction. It doesn't come with bonuses or rewards. It doesn't, and it never will. And if we attach our worthiness to what we produce tangibly, we'll always feel like we don't deserve. Because see, our children, they're their own people. They are not tangible representations of our efforts as mothers. Hopefully they are not. I don't want my children to be. I want my children to be confident, loving, responsible young women and women who honor themselves as God honors who he made them to be in this world. I don't want them to just be reflections of everything that I put into being a mother. It's not easy though, like for real. I see now how deep-seated these thoughts and feelings are and how attached they are to seeds planted in my mental garden as a child. So going back to that space and just sitting is painful for me. To consider pulling up those weeds that are decades old, that have some pretty deep roots, takes effort that some days I don't feel like I have. But you know what I do know? I know that God is faithful. And I know that when we surrender these things to him, he has the power to remove. You know, there's a story in the Bible where there's a fig tree. And uh, when the fig tree didn't produce any fruit, Jesus cursed it, that it would never bear fruit again. And it shriveled up and it died. I'm at a place where I'm asking the Lord to touch those places that don't serve me in my mind anymore. Allow them to wither and die because I don't have the strength to pull them up. I wish I did. But there are sometimes so many things happening at once that we have to choose. We have to triage what best needs our attention. What's our best yes right now? What needs us the most in this moment? And some days when kids are sick and dinner needs to be made and work has to be done and chores are still uncompleted, my worthiness or level of deserving is not at the forefront of my mind. And the things that we are unconscious of can have huge effects in how we function in those things that we've put at the top of the list when we triage. I don't have any answers for y'all. I don't have a couple of steps you can take that'll help. I don't know how this is going to end. I don't have a funny quip or anecdote about how to get through it because I'm living it right now in this moment. 
Y'all, we on the couch in real time. These are conversations I've had in the past 72 hours. But let me tell you what I do know. When I read a text message from one of my oldest friends that said, you are deserving of those sheets. And she broke down to me that it was not just about the sheets. It was what I deserve in general in this life and what I believe that I am worth. She said, if you slept on those sheets for one year, then we all have bedding for more than a year. That's 25 cents a day. And I joked and was like, well, then I'll save 25 cents a day for a couple of months and then go buy them. But I'm glad that I made the executive decision to return what I didn't want and invest in what I did. And let me tell y'all, last night, getting into my well-made bed on those new sheets, there was nothing like it. Absolutely nothing like it. And in those moments, as I was getting ready to doze off, I felt good in my heart. I felt good in my body. I felt at rest because the same way that I invest in my children and in my students and in my sisters and in my family, my relationships, I invested in myself. Now, that is a talk for a whole nother day because, honey, we could be on the couch forever while we talk about doing for ourselves as we do for others. Whew. Mm-hmm. But I woke up this morning enveloped in the comfort of my bedding at peace because it wasn't just about choosing the right bed sheets. It was about prioritizing my want beyond just what I need. Now, before this, let me paint a little picture. I have updated my girls' rooms and Bought cute little things, gotten them new bedding and painted and did all of these things to create this sweet surprise for them so that their space can feel fresh and new and tailored to their likes and the things that they enjoy. Without really looking at cost or expense, I planned for it, I prepared and I budgeted, but I had no problem. I had no problem. Paying $90 for a new mattress for a five-year-old because it was foam and it'd be comfortable and secretly hoping that it would keep her from getting in my bed. You know what I mean? Um, (laughs) I had no problem buying new linens for the both of them. I had no problem buying little lamps so that they could have their individual reading lights and not have to look for their flashlights at the end of a day when they wanted to read a little longer in bed. I didn't blink twice about the little mosquito nets that went over their beds to add that little touch of princess that I know that they're going to adore. So why then, as a person who takes such meticulous care and concern for her people, did I feel as if I was undeserving? I allowed the voices of the past that came from those seeds that were planted so long ago to make me believe that I was unworthy. And if I'm being honest, I've probably functioned like this for years, not because my husband said it, not because my friend said it, but because that's the internal voice that I've said to myself. Those are the things that I've spoken to myself. Oftentimes they say children are sponges. Then they say children are mirrors. But, you know, we're all God's children. And so even as adults, we soak up just as much as children. 
except we tend to get the vinegar and not the water. We mirror so much of this world when we look at ourselves and our own reflections. Why? Because it's easier. It's easier to believe the negative, to critique, to see what needs improvement than to just accept and honor and truly, truly affirm. But you know, it's a journey. And the first part of any journey is acknowledging you're on it to know when you're getting turned around, to know when there's a problem and to figure out how to take the right detours when life presents itself. I tell you one thing, as I navigate this journey, I look forward to getting into my bed and my cute target matching pajama sets, knowing that I chose me and every night. And ladies, mamas, sometimes that's all it takes is those small efforts to choose ourselves, to invest in ourselves the way that we invest in our families and our friendships and our workplaces and all of the other things that we give ourselves to. Because at the end of the day, when our lives are all said and done, yes, raising beautiful families, that's a legacy. Having loved and been loved is beautiful. But if you wait for someone else to always treat you well or do for you, you miss out on the greatest relationship in this lifetime, the one you have with yourself. I've not had the best relationship with myself. I've been harder on myself throughout my life than I should have been. And so in this next chapter, volume, whatever it is, I choose gentleness. I choose to speak to myself the way I would speak to the child of a friend of mine. Because, you know, if we being totally honest, sometimes we speak to our children a little rough, you know, because we're their safe place and they're ours. I choose to speak to that little girl that lives in me in a way that affirms her the way I want my daughters to be affirmed. Again, I don't have all the answers and I don't know what it is you're facing. Now, let me be real clear. Don't go out and finance a Porsche or a $30,000 vehicle and not talk to your partner and be like, well, you know, Q has said on the couch that I had to invest in myself. Uh Uh-uh, honey. As for you and your household, don't blame me. I know that's not the scripture, but I'm just letting you know. But sometimes it really is the small things. And if it's a new car or a luxury car or a dream vacation, whatever it is, lay that thing before the Lord. Ask him to show you how to honor yourself. Ask him for whatever it is you want, because really provision comes from him. I had to slow myself down. I was getting excited. We look to all these other people, spouses, jobs, bosses, executives to run us bonuses and paychecks and all these things and to see our worth and want to pay us. If these young people are teaching us anything is that when people don't respect your time, it's time to go. And so it should be with us, except instead of looking at others to validate, do it for yourself. If you're not respecting your own time, make a change. If you're not respecting your own worthiness, if you're diminishing your own desires, take them to the Lord. If you're out of pocket, he'll tell you. Well, I mean, he'll tell you. He tells me. But when it's those small things that can be provided, oh, friend, do it. You are worthy. You are deserving, not because of what you do or accomplish, but because you woke up. And we're given breath for a new day. 
God saw value in you when he put you together in your mother's womb. And the fact that we are still here. When I think about the fact that 37 years ago, God saw my life so beautifully written before I was even birthed into this world. And I'm still here living it and experiencing it. I'm not going to allow something as simple as sheets to take four hours and tears away from me ever again. And I know that might sound silly and frivolous, but it did. I cried about sheets, spent hours and too much high dollar gas to finally get to a place of acknowledging that I am deserving. So I hope that if this is an area you struggle with or an area that you realize has come up time and time again in your life, that you stop and remind yourself that you are worthy and deserving. Go get that Chipotle child while those kids at home eating whatever you cooked. Go get your new sheets. Go get your car hand washed so that you can feel confident as you step out of your vehicle. Go buy that cake and hide it in the back of the fridge so nobody else can have any. Whatever it is, because those pants will still fit. That outfit is still going to look cute because you will have fulfilled what you needed in that moment. I am living in the midst of God working all things together for good, even when they hurt, even when they're hard. So invest in yourself, my friends, because I'm telling you, I most certainly am. Thank you for being here with me today. Thank you for giving me this space to share your life for these few minutes, every episode. I don't take that for granted. We are all deserving of love and relationship and community. So until next time, see ya.